Um, hi. Hey. How's it well, going? Well, uh, heckin' hello to you. <laughs> How do you do there? <laughs> oh my goodness. I just um, I mean, we're we're going to be talking about this, but do you ever just really feel elderly? Like every day of my life. <laughs> no, but there's a point. There's like a threshold in sure. your 20s that you cross and you can never find your way back through that door. And you just like, no matter what you're doing, no matter where you are, you just, you're like, I am the crypt keeper. Like, you know, in yeah. Freaky Friday, when Jamie Lee Curtis is like, I'm old. I'm like, like the crypt keeper. Yeah. I mean, literally every day of my life. That's um, working with Gen Z has just exacerbated this feeling. And oh my gosh, don't. I am the second oldest person on my shift only to my direct supervisor who is like two years older than me <laughs> otherwise i would be the oldest on the whole team and i'm like what it's, it's a special kind of depressing <laughs> it's a unique little cocktail of misery you know <laughs> um and until you reach your mid to late 20s you're not gonna know what we're talking about so all these like 22 year olds like oh my god like i'm so old i'm like i will kill you uh no so uh, we're ruining everything but i'm gonna tell you anyway so a guy at my work is 22 okay okay infant. he's just graduated from uni he he's a child like would still be covered under child protective services child mm -hmm. so he was telling me because i was at a work thing spoiler alert you know what my tea is gonna be about um but he was telling me he's like yeah i just i feel really old and like i have all these responsibilities and i was just staring at him like holding my head in my hands and he was like well from my perspective i am old and i'm like like, <laughs> if you're old, I am Methuselah. Um, I have no sympathy for him in any kind of capacity. And he doesn't I, want to ride a bike. He just, I'm, what? He has to walk everywhere because he doesn't drive, which is fair enough. A lot of people in the UK don't drive. Okay, um, but... Especially if you live in a in a city, like there's so many public transport options, it's fine. Um, but, but he doesn't know how to ride a bike, and all that went through my head was like Mutt holding Alexis's bike outside of the cafe oh, on Schitt's yeah. Creek, and he was like getting her to pedal really quickly, and he was holding the wheel with his feet. Like I was just like, I. What? I that's just sad and sounds like you missed out on integral portions of childhood but um also pathetic of you you don't get to talk crap to anybody ever if you don't know how to ride a bike <laughs> so and you have access to bike riding opportunity so that's where I stand um I wrote a note that I think is really relevant to really just my whole life but um okay. I am I'm functionally poor <laughs> And what I mean by that is I'm surviving. I can pay my bills, but that's it. And once my bills are paid, there's no excess. Um, living within my line of credit is a lifestyle that I have just accepted um, oh while I am gosh. not in the workforce. And um, I have an iPhone. I have a MacBook. I have like luxury quote-unquote equipment and you're like, like a first world poor person i really am <laughs> and aren't most of us really but <laughs> are 
we all on some <laughs> level? Um, no, I know what you mean, though. So like my current paycheck is a lot less than previous paychecks, which is great because now I don't have the burden of feeling like I disagree with the place I work with, which is mm -hmm. lovely. Mm -hmm. um, but <laughs> the counterpoint is there the fun money that that pot has she has left the chat Very like the fun, oh yeah do i just i don't you know i just i want like a latte blah, blah, blah. like no this budget she came in like a wrecking ball and she came with a vengeance she didn't wake up and choose violence she woke up and chose scarcity mm. she said to us not today satan not today <laughs> i'm I'm personally just really insulted by the lack of money. I mean, I really, I take, it's a personal offense against me. You live in Manhattan. <laughs> Correct. In your own apartment. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so you see my point. <laughs> so you're, you agree. You think you're really pretty. <laughs> um, I mean, like, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm functionally poor. <laughs> like, I can afford to live alone, but just barely. <laughs> and uh, here we are. So, okay. okay. Especially when my laundry pickup place charges me double. I, I guess it's like a deposit for the order. Like, you're going to pay for the order, but you're, all gonna, you're also going to pay for us to complete the order on top of that. And then once we do complete the order, we'll give you that money back. I don't understand the logic there. I, I, Maybe they've been burned by people who like order a laundry pickup and then never actually have it picked up. Maybe. I, maybe you, you, you pay online though. But what I'm saying is maybe they like cancel midway through and it might be like a deposit charge in case somebody cancels and the driver I already guess. like yeah, went all over town to get there. I guess, but I'm keeping an eye on them and on my bank account and I'm waiting for that 75 bucks to come back. So... I'll, I'll be watching like very closely <laughs> very quite closely you could say quite. one could go um what else i discovered that i love bozo as an insult i don't know why but like bozo it just it just cuts deep you're such a bozo what do you just say that it's different you know <laughs> i I'm happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. I don't remember. I think I just like I read it like someone like used it like probably on Reddit in an insult to somebody like you freaking bozo. And I was just like, I agree. I mean, and it's not an SG moment, but it's fine. <laughs> I I was thinking about this the other day, just to take it not on a hard left, but like we're it's a curvy road, you know. We're just like <laughs> slippy back road. <laughs> I'm a snake. It's like that. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, but I was thinking about when men insult me, and what they always do is mm -hmm. immediately refer to like my physicality, like "oh, you're fat, you're ugly," and I'm like, "Okay, well, both of those things are just objectively wrong." So you've not. Heard. I'm sorry, but like it's an objective fact that I'm hot, and that's just the way it is. And so you can't hurt my. Feelings. I have several experts lined up to testify in court so we'll see you there we'll and, see you in court. and with my lawyer who is also me so with my self-represented lawyer um i'm just saying though like that's just objective like you can't hurt my feelings by saying i'm unattractive because it's just untrue so mm -hmm. i would much i would much rather be insulted for my personality because there's like 
Because I really, like, I think all of us probably have moments of insecurity with how we look. Like, it's just human nature. But I never have insecurities about who I am as a person. Like, I love my personality. There's never a moment where I'm like, I wish that I was different. No, I don't. I love myself. I think I'm fantastic. And so when people insult me, like, physically... I wouldn't say my feelings are ever hurt, but it can be like annoying. But if you were like insulting my personality, I'm just like, okay, like I'm okay with that. Because you're a bozo. <laughs> you're a bozo. And I like my personality a lot. Like she and I are like this. So um, as far as insults go, if you really want to like hurt my feelings, one, you, you can't, especially if you're a man, but two. Um, you have to have feelings to be able to hurt others' feelings. I don't know her. So. Um, but I'm just saying that my personality like it will never ever upset me so you can say all you want about who i am as a person like you you're that's terrible you're awful you're so mean like yeah thanks <laughs> thanks so much for noticing and for seeing me so um i have completely unrelated chit chat okay but in a world <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> i had something happen to me that I didn't even know that I wanted, but once I saw it, I needed it. And actually okay. it was so what I needed that I was like giddy. I left Emma a voice note. That's how That's happy true. I was. <laughs> like I was in a great mood and it was morning and it only had two cups of coffee. So it was genuine joy. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even caffeine induced. Um, That's like four, four <laughs> cups. So anyway. But we're not, not just cups, but like, you know, 32 ounce mugs. It's, it's fine. <laughs> Big gulps. Let's call them. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I was drinking my coffee through my IV. Sure, like sure. I always do. I <laughs> you know those like things that they put down your throat when you can't breathe on your own? It's like that for coffee. <laughs> the intubation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It just has like a nice little iced coffee flow. Mm. But it's like, it's not like aggressive. It's like a trickle. It's like a you know, trickle, choke trickle, and trickle. die. <laughs> But you can like there's a button that you press to get like when like you've like the morphine you know but it's coffee. A morphine. <laughs> All right, we've gone like really far with. Let's move on. <laughs> anyway, so I have a few favorite reality TV shows in sure. general. Mm-hmm. One of them that I don't actually think I've talked about that much on the podcast. I think we touched on it for a bit, but it hasn't really been as in the news as it used to be. So sure. I love Southern Charm. Yes. I love southern charm Mm -hmm. emma and i basically planned a trip because i love southern charm (laughs) because we went to charleston and the only reason we picked charleston is because i love southern charm and so i was like i know lots of places we can go and emma was like great sounds like a weekend away i'm in (laughs) i also at the time lived really close to charleston so well and we had a great time we had a fantastic time. there was a pineapple fountain moment a rooftop bar and we saw people from the show yeah hannah was very excited about this i remember this moment i was like yeah, those are people and she was like be so. excited um i didn't do the fangirl thing where i went up to them though before no, you asked but from afar I she did like don't do that he swatted my arm a lot yeah yeah i was okay. like ah! that's a lot of like paw hitting motions this yeah. is why we need a patreon because the visuals anyway so i love southern charm and I also love Summer House. Summer House is one of my favorite, favorite programs because it's about summer in the Hamptons, which mm-hmm. I just think is exactly what like Gatsby looks like now, like just yeah, stupid, yeah. excessive, over the top. Mm-hmm. They have a combined show oh, no. called Winter House. Okay. 
it's winter. What? They're skiing in the okay. snow. They're uh -huh. in Vermont. Uh huh. They have all of some, not all of my favorite cast members, but some of my favorite cast members mm -hmm. in a house from both shows and new people that I've never heard of before and get to care, decide whether or not I care about them, but get to learn all about them. And most of them are single. Okay. I was so happy. I'm still happy about it. I was like, I wasn't in a show hole in the way that like you get into a show hole and you're really upset about it. And you're like, I have nothing to watch. I don't know what I'm doing with my life anymore. I was in a show hole where like I could go back to some of my familiar favorites, but I didn't have anything that I was super excited about. Like, sure. oh my gosh, I have to get that. Whew. What timing the universe has. What timing? <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Reality. You know? <laughs> Yay. It's different for everyone. <laughs> so I don't know if you even know that I'm quoting you when I say that, but it's one of my favorite quotes. And <laughs> <laughs> I vaguely remember this saying. I say so many profound things that can be difficult you know, to keep track of. Them. So many. But Which episode we were talking was about it? we were talking about like problems in relationships or like depression or something like that. And you're like, it's different for everyone. <laughs> and so I always say that. And of course nobody gets it because nobody gets the reference to the podcast that was like 18 podcasts ago. Sure. <laughs> So in my life, like I'll be at work. It's it's the same thing as like when I say something that's like a YouTuber's goodbye that I watch where I'm like, bye. But like <laughs> nobody watches the YouTuber but me. So I'm just this psychopath. That's like, that Hannah. Let me bye. <laughs> I'm sure I say things that we have said in the podcast, I, but, you know, every episode is just a new adventure for new I quotes. Just, I just love it. I told so many people about all worries. That went great. Oh. <laughs> all worries. I did it again. I can't remember what two phrases I combined this time, but I think it was like your problem or something. <laughs> Somebody else. Because I was they're like, I held the door or something. You're welcome say, and no problem. <laughs> Your problem. And I was just like, what's up? Just gonna. So I guess that's my new specialty is just pointing new I phrases. Mean, you do it a lot. To be fair, you, really do, you do match your words. But yeah, like it's different for everyone. It's one of my favorite things to say, and nobody gets it. Well, of course not. Someday, someday, people will have. So, for instance, podcast that I listen to, um, my favorite murder. One of their their, their signing off phrase is stay sexy and don't get murdered mm -hmm. and when they first started it was like no one's quoting that but now it's like ssdgm is literally everywhere people are getting it tattooed it's cross-stitched it's on reddit it's it's cross-stitched <laughs> you know, you made it medium to go cross-stitching it okay tattoos whatever like fine but if tattoos only last as long as you do cross-stitch is timeless and <laughs> super annoying to do re my experience so can i say saying. I'm just saying that someday it will be either it's different for everyone or it'll be all worries or one of the many, I don't know. No, tell me that wouldn't be the best little like all worries in like an upper arc. Like, you know, like the little yeah. like smiley face t-shirts. All, all worries. <laughs> someday, guys. Someday. Listen, the merch isn't not happening. It's just that. 
life it's is all arguably safe. more happening than our instagram at the moment <laughs> every time i post on like the story there to like say the new episode is out i'm like i really should post something on the feed but then i don't <laughs> here's the thing we still have not had any gen zers come forward which i can mm-hmm. only owe to the fact that we don't have any gen z listeners so. <laughs> if we ever get one um. So, yeah, I was I was saying to my colleague that we're going to our favorite destination. new destination, dot, dot, dot. Um, and I was saying like, oh, yeah, we're, you know, we have a podcast. And he was like, oh, are you guys going to do a podcast from there? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why do you think we're going? Um, <laughs> That's the entire reason. <laughs> no, no, but a lot of like, especially Europeans, a lot of them just like, Oh, you haven't been to blah 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 yet? Yeah. And it's like, oh no, I haven't made it over there. But my friend lives in the States and well, I'm the only reason she travels internationally, basically. <laughs> I mean, first of all, it's not that I wouldn't take trips alone. No, but, but like resource-wise, it's so difficult to get from America to anywhere that's not America. Yep. So if you're coming here, it's so much easier to get to like Europe or anywhere else. Like the flights are so cheap. That's true. Um, Can't relate. So, my trip to Hannah's location, the UK, was I don't even know how much. I mean, like, I got a really good deal. Just like it just happened that way where I got. Usually it's about two grand for a return ticket. Right. So, um, my full blah, blah, blah round ticket was um, I don't even know, $1,800. And that was with flight insurance and an upgrade. Compared to last year when you would think prices would have been lower because we were more in COVID than we are now, but it but was <laughs> more expensive. So, and I think the UK, I don't know about the EU, but the UK has lifted the travel ban or it will literally like the day after that I like I leave. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. That might make convenience for like when I'm there as far as testing goes, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway, um, we'll tell you the destination when we get there. It'll be like a whole thing. So it'll be a whole fun thing. And Emma's definitely going to take like a lot more pictures than I will. Well, so Hannah, we'll try to do some video footage as well. Hannah's my Instagram boyfriend. And yeah. so every yeah. time we travel, I'm like, do this. I don't have to like ask her anymore. She just like give me your phone. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, especially if I notice something that is going to look good as an Instagram backdrop. I know it's... I, it's, a, it's a friendship thing. Like, I know how important it is to Emma to get good pictures. I know that she really enjoys social media and really values it. And so I'm like, oh, that would make a good Instagram backdrop. Do you want a picture of that? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> um, I do not want a picture of that. Um, I guess, I don't know. I want to get, I guess I could bring the tripod so that we can do photos together. But it's usually easier just to, like, find something to prop it on and call it a day. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not so in the sphere of influencer that I'd take a tripod with me everywhere or anything like that. But I do have a little ring light that it, like clips onto my phone. So So she's not not in the sphere. <laughs> I'm not I'm like on the outskirts though. I'm like I'm out here like all the crazies are in the inside where they're like, oh, it's an like echo kind of in the neighborhood, but kind of far away. And I'm over here like, I don't really want to live next to you, but like I like to be in the region. They're like it has great transport links for me. <laughs> they're like in Lenox Hill, and I'm in like Yorkville. So, mm. if you know, you know. Um, or maybe I think, or actually, they're in Murray Hill, and I'm in 
Yorkville and Murray Hill is very has the reputation of kind of being like one it's the neighborhood that everybody knows when they just move here it's like it's so circulated by like transplants just like flock there and it's mm. also like the finance bro neighborhood so mm. if it's finance bro he probably lives in Murray Hill and therefore you should avoid Murray Hill because finance bros are the frat boys of the corporate world so well yeah <laughs> yeah heard it here first folks so as a person who has dated finance bros don't do it just don't do it who did you date that was a finance bro i mean i didn't it wasn't like i dated it was like i've gone on dates with them and, oh yeah, yeah okay okay um, i was like i have generally I someone <laughs> dated did i miss bros. a boyfriend <laughs> god no no uh no no swiftly on (laughs) okay um okay well i guess we'll roll into this i'm still waiting you guys might hear like an awkward pause and pick up because i'm waiting on my it's weird because they've been en route and i wonder if they're gonna be en route until like tomorrow morning when i schedule the pickup (laughs) so i'm like do i just like imagine that'd be so stressful yeah i mean like it's not i'm waiting and i'm waiting to see where they are and stuff i don't want to get them because it's it's 25 bucks every time you have to like if if you miss them and you have to reschedule for the same pickup so i'm like well i don't want to pay an extra like i don't i don't want to pay you a (laughs) hundred dollars you know this is all re her laundry yeah guys come on catch up i thought you were on the same page as us like Mm. and they've unassigned my location so i can't call that location and be like where are you so hi it's me where are you um anywho do we want to do a brief tea of the week sure i mean it's insignificant for the most part but hey you know what that's relative to our topic today and before we do that we should say Hi, I'm Hannah. And I am Emma. (laughs) And this is the Transcontinental Tea. I really feel like maybe we need a disclaimer in our bio that's like, I I think I said it two episodes ago. Mm -hmm. We are not trans, but we support those who are. (laughs) God, I get that all the time. Okay, here's my thing, guys. Um, One, trans in any context just means across. Interwoven. You know, um, involved. (laughs) I don't know. It's a prefix to a word. I know mm-hmm. that it is also very important to a lot of people as a shortened word, and that's very fair. But in our case, transcontinental tea literally is she's on one continent, I'm on the other continent. We're talking back and forth in a transcontinental manner, hence the transcontinental the tea. Yeah. I mean, especially in the context of transcontinental, I would never personally see that and think, oh, that means that they're transgender and also care about continents i don't know <laughs> it's a reach so they struggle to go to the bathroom and <laughs> that's what we're right yeah no no so we are inclusive we love all people regardless of how you identify or how you you know um i guess it's it to how you identify whoever you are so but yeah. um formal statement hannah and i are not trans individuals nope so um, now you know. If you didn't know, now you know. And if you don't know, now you know. So, okay, I guess we'll do some tea sipping, sipping, sipping. Transcontinental tea, tea of the week, sipping vibes. Tea related. Tea, 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 Hannah, um, I can go. What did you, what did you <laughs> like, I know to? you don't really have a tea. <laughs> I 
So I went to a work event yesterday and that is my tea. And I say it's my tea because it was one, something that made me leave my house, which is almost always tea. Right. Um, And two, it was not like a normally scheduled event. So we had some of our colleagues from London come up and we went to like a pub pretty close to our office. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of them is a super sweet friend. Um, We met at our summer party and she's like super fun and she's on the analyst team and she's been there longer than i have and she's a little bit older so it's really great because basically we get along really well and she's kind of on the track that i want to be on so yeah um it was really nice to see her but basically it was like hang out socialize with your team but also a little bit of networking because Mm -hmm. some of the senior people go so you like should go and like yeah yeah talk and like be be there talking a little bit (laughs) Um, and yeah, it was, it was really good. I, I just, I'll I'll talk about this more when we get into the main part of our episode, Okay. but I never have as much fun when I go to a pub or when I go to a bar as I used to. And I'll, I'll explain why later, but like, I just, I'm usually very conscientious of time and like what time I get there. Cause a lot of people are like, oh, we'll go at like eight. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what you want from me because by nine, I'm going to be ready to leave. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Why aren't we going at like six? So um, it it wasn't the case with the work event. Like I got there at like 630 and left at, you know, 930. So it it wasn't mega stressful time-wise, but I'm just very aware of the clock. And I think when I was younger, I was like, oh my gosh, anything could happen. Ah," Like... That is well and truly dead. So, but I had a great time. Um, I met some of my mm-hmm. colleagues who I hadn't met yet, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. Well, that sounds like it was just a jolly good time there. It was. Clap, clap, clap. So, um, can't relate because I had my first stress cry of the semester this week. So, that's, that's where great. I'm at. Um, right on schedule. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I knew that it would have happened eventually. I'm just... I can't believe that we're halfway through. I feel like I have learned nothing. So here we are. I have an exam on Monday. I have an exam on, actually I have two exams on Monday and I have an exam on Tuesday. I have thesis paper portions due this weekend. And then I'm going to have some due the weekend that I'm away. So I'm going to try and get ahead of them next week. And then I have to read a novel by the time I get back. And I also have three essay exams when I come back. So, but just think you're almost graduating. Which is a stressful point of its own. So um, I have to, I'll retake the State Department exam in February. I'll start studying for the LSAT probably around that same time. That's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. I mean, I, I so far everything has worked out the way it's meant to. Um, doors open pretty easily when they're the right doors so i know that yeah. it'll work out in like an objective sense i'm just but like, it's stressful in the interim that makes total sense so i'm just letting it happen it's fine i'm fine i everybody's fine, <laughs> <I'm totally> fine. <laughs> so that's my tea because that's really all i've been doing i have literally no brain capacity for anything else so no and it's so stressful to be like under the gun with deadlines and i don't know why i i feel like this a lot where like if I have a task that's due, especially in my personal life, I'll like let myself get stressed about it. And I, I'll do what I need to do, but I won't always do it right away. 
And so I'll just like feel this vague sense of stress. And I'm like, why am I doing this instead of just taking care of it? But I mean, so like tonight at some point I have to do like a really in-depth note-taking procedure of a chapter that's it's only like 50 pages but it's still like it's gonna take time well i did one last night i have to do one tonight one on saturday one on sunday and i always separate it like that but i also have another like essay that i need to read for class on monday night and i don't have a physical copy of the book there's only one available in the library so it's kind of like a mad race for which student is going to get to it first and it's just it's a lot so this one professor in particular, I don't know, his expectations are like unreal. And like, these are undergrad courses. And this is the kind of like, I mean, the amount of reading that we have every week, this is like, this is grad level work. And I just don't understand. Maybe it's because we're back in person and they're like trying to take full advantage of that. And, you know, they felt that it was too easy online or whatever, but these, like, I mean, 350 pages for one exam for like an undergrad class, an intro class at that, I think is absurd. I just think it's uh, uh, it's ridiculous, but I can't tell him that because like he wrote it, <laughs> and and because it's it's like what is it going to do for me? You know, like he's yeah. not, he he's the one giving it, so obviously he feels this kind of way. But I'm just saying, if the whole class does poorly, that is not a reflection of the class. Yeah. So even on the first exam that he he gave us, I didn't do is like I got like an 84, and that's like to me like unheard of. Like I never score below 90 on most exams. Um. But you can't you can't know what he's going to care about in the chapters, especially when there's that much content. And the next one is going to be short answer, so like people are further screwed because like, what are you going to ask? So we'll see. Yeah, there was a there was a class in my master's program where the professor preferred to give C's mm-hmm. unless you completely exceeded expectations and wrote like well above and beyond. So like the standard grade that he would give out if you did like what was expected of you is a C and it would absolutely screw up your curve if you didn't know about that in advance and like plan for it and like do extra work on top of it because then you could get an A like it wasn't unattainable mm-hmm. but like but that's that's crap also. Yeah. <laughs> And, and I find this to be the trend specifically with history professors and maybe that's just because they are like their whole job is about the past and so maybe they're feeling kind of like stuck i don't know but like you chose that route so you know i to expect the same level of expertise of your students that you hold in the subject why why <laughs> these kids and like he I, I know that he holds me to a higher standard because i'm older and i i've had more experience in studies especially in this region but most of my classmates are what 19 they're not ready for this kind of stuff and they shouldn't have to like i'm not saying don't push your students but this is an intro course i can bitch about this all day but i'm just annoyed with him (laughs) he's he's, this is the only class that i'm worried about everything else i know that i have an a in so it's it's frustrating because it's gonna like i know that companies don't really care about your gpa but i care about my gpa and well um, and especially if you're applying to law school it does affect something like yeah you getting hired has no reflection but you getting into a graduate program definitely you have to have like a 3.7 to get into a grad program and right now i think i have like a 3.68 and i'm like okay like i know that i could bump that to a 3.7 if i needed to whatever but now i've got this guy and i'm like i literally i have to ask him like i'll do extra credit if i have to because like i'll settle for a b but i want an a Mm. and I, I honestly i don't have the time for extra credit and I'm, i'm even debating like this novel he gave me to read just looking up the synopsis online but like 
he intimidates me in that I think that he would know, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So um, I'm just going to have to suck it up. And it's, it sucks because it looks like it's an interesting novel, but it's not even like reading for pleasure if he assigns it to me. It's just, it's just more work. So, and this is yeah. for one class that I'm missing. I'm missing one class in th this specific class and that's what he assigns me. And I'm like, I just feel, I know that you're trying to push me, but like no one else is getting this. Like no one else gets disappointing written on their test papers because you expected more of them. Yeah. And like, I know that maybe that is motivating for some people, but it's just frustrating for me. So. I have this thing recently and it's, it's a volunteer position. So it's, it's not like the same thing, but basically I've been volunteering with this person for like two years now and I'm just constantly given like negative feedback which for mm. me is really really demoralizing like yeah. I'm a words of affirmation person so if you want to motivate me I need I need positivity I need like encouragement I need verbal affirmation um and yeah like just constant feedback on like things i need to be doing better things i need to be doing better things i need to be doing better and i i really want to be a teachable person so i really tried for like a year and a half to be like okay i will do it like i'll work on it great and i'm just now at the point where like i have like not stress cries but just like i absolutely give up cries on like a weekly basis because i'm like I'm just never going to be good enough. Like I'm never going to be good enough for you. And I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And so much of it is like, I just need to let go of feeling like I need his approval because I don't, but some of it is like, you're in a position of authority over me, even though it's, you know, in a volunteer capacity, but like, it's the like disapproving authority figure that really just hits hmm. somewhere. You know, mine is daddy issues and that's why i have that so i don't know about anybody else but like i need people in authoritative positions to approve of me like i need it and i wonder if that's why i don't know maybe probably but <laughs> who could say it's different for it's everyone, everyone. <laughs> um so okay <laughs> i guess we'll move on because even though like it can be therapeutic to talk about stress it also just stresses me out because i'm like i have to do this and i have to do that and i have this to do and like i have so much yeah. to do you know i think last like last night i had a full not last night yesterday what was yesterday thursday i had his class in the morning and then i had my internship until like i got off early but i came home and then i just did school work until probably, i don't know 6 p.m so i mean i'm ready to die but it's fine it's fine and i'm totally fine so anyway um I guess we're ready for the the sipping portion. The actual big cup of tea. The hunk of tea. And um, hopefully we get through it before the laundry people get here. Or they're just going to tease me all night. <laughs> Who can say? They close at 10 officially. So I guess I only have three Find hours out soon. of suspense. <laughs> all right. Let's let Wendy bring us into our main portion. The tea is exceptionally good today made this mm, very delicious this is your idea this is your brain baby mm. so take it away emma what are we talking about well let me preface this by saying we know that we're recording late this week and we're kind of addressing it with this episode that we are titling the realities of adulting <laughs> so on that note 
I, I think we'll, I don't think we have it in our bio, but if we do, we will change it. I'm just discussing this with Emma now live. So get excited. <laughs> it's a surprise. <laughs> it's a surprise for everyone. But I was watching a YouTube video and this girl uh-huh. was saying that she used to have panic attacks because she couldn't upload her videos on time. And it might sound stupid. It's like an influencer problem. Okay. But she was saying, I stopped giving people a day and I just said once per week. And not only did it free me up to do it, because most of the time I do it when it's scheduled to be done, but it takes away the disappointment so that we're all on the same page. Mm -hmm. And I think that is the system that we will be following for the foreseeable, because in the most loving way possible, I really hope that you're not here unless it gets released after Wednesday or unless it gets released after Friday. Like, I hope that you enjoy our content. We love giving it to you. We love producing this podcast. We're just also real people with real jobs, just like you. So we don't have 19 hours to post on socials, edit, you know, record everything, prep for four weeks content. Like we're usually organizing things as we go through our weeks because we're busy. So Mm -hmm. we will be releasing an episode once per week. When that will be, I will tell you, who could say? (laughs) Most of the time we're gonna aim for Thursday, but to be honest with you, it will be once a week. It will be enjoyable for us and hopefully enjoyable for you. And that is what we promise. Yeah, you know, and I see this with podcasts that I've listened to for a long time. And I don't ascribe to this way of thinking, but a lot of people have an expectation. And they mm-hmm. also have an entitlement that comes with that. And I don't think the team is like that. Probably because we're such a young podcast that we don't have a huge fan base. But, you know, the more people that listen to your podcast, the more people like want your content and the more that they expect it to be delivered in a time that they want it, you know. And so I just see the comments that people make for podcasts that have been going on for years. And it's like you're getting free content. Like it's free to you. Like you don't have to pay for it. Like you can subscribe to any podcast for free. And like it's it's frustrating to me to see hard work be just like dismissed like that. Because like if you think about it in your own personal frame of reference, like, okay, here's what I do every day. Would I have time to do what they do? Probably not. So just, you know, a little um little lens for you guys so i do i think that we hannah and i try to be very transparent with how busy we are we're not just like saying we're busy because we don't feel like doing this um it's genuinely like monday through friday i am at work or at school until 4 p.m sometimes around 9 p.m just the whole day i'm gone doing things and we also have the time difference between us of five hours right now so and i don't get off work until six my job is much later than my old job went so um i used to have free afternoons and i don't (laughs) so like you know every once in a while i can squeeze something in but usually we're recording after midnight my time just like we are now um and you know i'll I'll talk about this more in a minute but um going without sleep is not something i enjoy doing (laughs) so we love you team but we do we do not enough to compromise our sleep schedules but it's also like it's the time that we can make it work and here we are but you know again not to play a violin and, and pull out a sympathy story we we are real people we're busy real people and we hope that you like our content enough to wait for it occasionally Kisses. Okay, but um, just in 
the frame of mind that we're in with just adulting in general, it is hard. We have said it before. I don't like to do it. I wish I could quit, but unfortunately I did not choose to be brought into this world and have to support myself as an adult human. <laughs> um, but here we are. It's either that or live at home and suffer with shame. And I refuse to do that, even though I really do miss like accessible home cooked meals. <laughs> so shout out to mom for being the best when I go visit. She's like, what do you want to eat this week? And I'm like, well, <laughs> and I list like full, seven course meals throughout the week so thanks for hooking us up but um i found this article on the buzzfeed that actually the feed. is sourced from reddit so let's not give too much credit to buzzfeed because all they did was paste they just pasted answers onto their article that they liked and reddit. funny gifts it's true and funny <laughs> gifts um so we're just gonna go through how many does this list um 18 so we'll just like pick and choose hannah has the same article so we won't go through all 18 because um we've already been here for like i don't know 45 minutes and we're just not getting to the contents <laughs> and such is the tea and so <laughs> goes another episode of the tct so <laughs> you know so we're just gonna go go down have a little chit chat about it go down to the next one and uh relate back our own experiences which is probably why you're really here so which is the real gold I have okay. like an outside reference, so I'm going to try okay. to find a way to work it in. <laughs> right now or? No, no, no. no. In the <laughs> list. Okay. Okay. Um, We'll just start with number one because it uses the Friends reference. And it's that TV series such as Friends, Seinfeld, uh, what else? Um, Any 90s sitcom, The Nanny. The TV series always portray friends hanging out all the time as other schedules always sync. In reality, you barely get to hang out together or even talk in any kind of group chat because everyone's busy with work and the ups and downs of adulthood. And Truth. I don't think I came into necessarily adulthood with this expectation of like my friends and I are going to hang out all the time, especially because, um, especially when I moved to New York City, I didn't know anybody. So it wasn't like I mm. had people to like go to Central Perk with, which by the way, I found a coffee shop called Ground Central, which is kind of like my Central Perk. <laughs> so. It's really cute, but it's also really overpriced. So um, here we are. Manhattan. But <laughs> and that's just Manhattan. That's just New York City. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, even I guess in the military it was easier because you had to work together like for such long hours. And like the people you hung out with were also the people you worked with most of the time. Yeah. So it was a little different. But I mean, woe but like if, if woe betide you if you think you're going to come into adulthood and be like every monday i'll meet my friends at the coffee house at 4 p.m it just it just <laughs> you're probably also not gonna live across from them or with them maybe with mm -hmm. them but it would be also my advice not to live with friends but that's unrelated so yeah i mean i i definitely would say i had a lot more even when i moved um because I made friends pretty quickly um, through my church activities, like I, I had a good group of friends. Mm -hmm. I I definitely saw a lot more of my friends when I was single than I have since I've got married. And most mm -hmm. of that is just like life tempo. Like I have two free evenings in the week where I don't have scheduled activities already. So one of those, if not both of those are going to be filled by my husband because we don't see each other on the nights that we have opposite schedules. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're married so seeing each other occasionally is cool and <laughs> i mean it's not required but it's, it's a nice thing it's encouraged um, it's encouraged uh so yeah like if i if i think about how often i see my friends in the week i probably see them once every two or three weeks 
maybe mm -hmm. four or five weeks, depending on our schedules. My one friend is impossible to pin down. So I see her like once every four months and I'm like, Hey, how's it going? How's your life been? And then we have like a five hour chat and then I'm like, okay, she's like a submarine. I'm like, I'll see you in about, you know, four or five months. Um, try not to get pregnant. So <laughs> do your best, do your best, do your best out there. Um, but, but no, like I, I see some friends through church activities, but most of them like hanging out like friend time, maybe once a month. Um, yeah. I have and one it's not friend. for lack of wanting to. Yeah. Like, yeah, of course. Like I would love to, my friend Allison and I, we do like once a month, we go to like a new place, like a new bar or any restaurant. And that's like our thing that we do. Um, I'd love to be able to do that every weekend, but funds as well as time are just not available to me. So it's mm -hmm. just, that's just the reality of life, baby. Mm-hmm. And I think as well, like when you get older, you start to kind of find your tribe in a different way. Not that you have fewer friends, but you have more solid friendships and therefore less massive group things, which is really the only fun of like going to a coffee shop and sitting for hours. If you're not right. catching up with like a one-to-one -one friend, like mm -hmm. going with five or six friends kind of sounds miserable to me. Mm -hmm. Like I wouldn't stay more than an hour. So like, you know what I mean? Like, unless we were all friends and we were all like all chatting, it just, it's yeah. unrealistic. Yeah. I mean, my work friends and I will sometimes go out. We do this once a month thing called first Friday and we'll usually go out after that to do something. Um, and it's actually coming up and we're thinking we're just going to like a comedy club after like dinner or something. And that's kind of like our main socialization, but I also see them every day and we joke around in the office. So that's kind of like my form of socialization, you know? And then after yeah, that, I'm, I'm totally ready to be alone. So yeah. Um, yeah. And if you're an introvert, like I always get this, people always get really confused because I'm personable so mm -hmm. like i enjoy speaking to people but i'm an introvert so i need alone time um and people are always like oh you must get energy from people like no i i really don't um and and there's just not a lot of rhythm in your adult life to find the tiny free spaces that you have and work in oh should this be a friend free space or should this be an alone free space should this be a friend free space or an alone free space Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think just as you get older, it's natural to become more introverted. I don't, I was very, very extroverted when I was in my like early twenties. Like I loved going out and then I don't know, just like maybe I just got generally more frustrated with people. I was so busy throughout the day that like, I, I can't unwind in a group setting the way I would at home, you know? Yeah. And you, you just can't turn your brain off and relax. Yeah. So, I mean, that's good. That could be a conversation for a long, long time. So we'll pick, we'll pick something else. And I'm going to pick that, um, cheese and not just cheese, but cheese in particular sometimes is very expensive. And I think the message is that things that you did not consider the prices of when you were young and they were supplied to you, such as food items, coffee, are very expensive. Ugh. I mean, cause these are things that like, um, you, you don't, you don't think about how much they cost, you know, like, I know no, everyone, everyone laughs okay. like, oh, if millennials stopped eating avocado toast and drinking iced coffee, blah, blah, blah. Like, we couldn't, we, we still couldn't afford to buy a house. So thank you, boomers, for that. But um, I'm like, I own a house and now I had to stop drinking <laughs> lattes and getting one. avocado toast. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm just saying, like, 
I, I'll buy things and I'm like, where'd all my money go? Like, all I did was buy food. And like, you don't even realize how much you're yeah. spending on these basic things. Well, and the other thing that I don't think a lot of people think about is that and other bills. Like, people mm -hmm. are always like, oh, your rents, your heating, your Wi-Fi, your, you know, electricity. Done. And you're like, oh, okay. Do you have a car? That's money. Does that car require fuel? That's money. Does, insurance. does that car require insurance? That's money. Um, Parking fees. Yeah. Do, um, do you, cell phone. Do you need to drive to get groceries because then you're paying your food bill but you're also driving like there's just so much yeah your cell phone bill the cell phone extras in case you go over anything there's so many extra bills and like household contents insurance in case your whole place catches on fire and you have nothing left um your subscription fees like netflix spotify apple music it all adds up so quickly and and like I think people just don't talk about it because everybody's like, oh, did you watch that thing on Disney Plus? Like, no, I broke up with Disney Plus because <laughs> I have three other streaming services that I'm trying to juggle. It's like it's like casual dating, but worse because mm -hmm. it costs you money. <laughs> you know, I well, I had a whole train of thought here um, and I lost it, but it's fine. It was super relevant. I'm sure things I'll come that back cost you money that you yeah. didn't expect. No, it was streaming. It was, services, it was adjacent. It wasn't the same, but it was adjacent. <laughs> okay. But um, oh yeah, I've, I've sort of just accepted that at this stage of my life, being a full time student and like working, but it's part time work. It's untaxed, which is nice, but it's only fifteen hundred dollars a month. Like that's my cap. I can't make more than that. Um, I've kind of just accepted that I live in debt land right now. And I think there's a lot You're of pressure. You're the mayor. I am the mayor. I, it's really not that bad. Like I said that I have debt and a lot of people think that like, oh, that means that you have like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and you're going to drown. It's like, no, I have about like a car's payments worth, like a used car payments worth of debt. And that's not with an extra car on top. It's just that. So yeah, um, I could have paid off in less than two years if I could budget that. But honestly, it's just not a priority right now. And that's just the way it's going to be. I make minimum payments and I let it, I leave it. It collects interest. The bank gets their money. I get good credit and I'm still poor. So, um, such as capitalism. Poor. So, but, you know, I think there's a lot of pressure, especially when you're in your late 20s, to be like you fully financially stable. You should have no debt. This isn't that. And I just don't think societally that you can function that way in a lot of capacities. Yeah. You know. The thing that I have recently begrudgingly come to accept is that I should not buy now and pay later, um, which is rude. I will tell you, <laughs> but it's, very offended. It was a good point that someone brought up to me. So it, it's a guy who's really good with money and he was talking about like some of the habits that he recommends that people drop. And the reason that it's good to drop it isn't just that, oh, you know, it's not good to be in debt, even short term debt, you know, like over here we have Klarna and like love Clear Klarna. Pay. Hardly ever yeah. use it. Still love it. <laughs> but but you know what I mean? Like the you buy it now, you get it now. And then in 30 days when you're theoretically richer and it's future use problem, then you pay for it. <laughs> um, and he was saying he's like, you know, it really has dulled a lot of credit lines in general have dulled the experience of working for something and enjoying it which is why we consume so much as a society and like it's a good point like i remember saving up for like even in you know my early 20s like saving up for a piece of clothing and really appreciating that piece of clothing because i'd saved up for it and i thought back and i'm like i haven't done that in a while because if i if i see it 
I like it. I want, I want it. it. I got I it. it. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just, I'll be like, oh, I'll just pay for it in 30 days. Blah. Like, <laughs> I might even return half yeah. of it. Who knows? And like, <laughs> I'll, I'll get a bag full of stuff. And then I'll try stuff on and I'll be like, I returned two things. That was so smart and economical of me. <laughs> but literally, it's like, I'm not, I'm not enjoying the pieces that I am so excited about when I buy them because it's an instant gratification rush instead of a prolonged, I have waited for this, I want it and I can now afford to buy it. Mm. Um, I'm less harsh on the pay payments that are interest-free because I think you can kind of get around that, but I'm I'm really trying hard. I was talking about it to myself, um, as you do, with like a Mean Girls reference, you know, when Caddy Heron's like, you have to suck the poison out. So this mm. month I am functionally poor because I paid off all of my buy now, pay later things that were like looming, just sort of mm. Damocles style, just hanging there like, oh, in two weeks you have a payment. And I'm like, so I don't know if I have money in two weeks. I don't even know if I have money tomorrow. Um, so, I do not. I can tell you that. So, so, but but it's something that has been really helpful to me that I think future Hannah will really appreciate. Current month Hannah would love to have chatted through this and maybe like gone through steps instead of just like paid off and like start mm. fresh like could we have paid like two off and like made a point and then no. you know <laughs> i have like oh, i have purpose i just don't buy clothing that much anymore i just don't i bought things out of necessity like when i started my senator internship i needed some business casual clothing so i went and i got some stuff for that but i purposefully i i i'm really good at limiting myself in store i'm not good at it online so if i go to the store i'm gonna buy less and so i usually just go to the store and also because like i enjoy the experience of shopping you know mm -hmm. i like being in the store but it's easier for me to talk myself out of things in the store than just if i press a button because the process is more arduous like i have to get in the mm -hmm. line i have to get up to the cash register and be like okay i've had 10 minutes to think about this and i don't want this anymore <laughs> Um, and there have been a couple of yeah. things even that I'll still think about a couple of days later, I'll go back and get it if I decide to put it back, you know? So yeah. I would say I appreciate that kind of stuff that I'm buying more just because like I'm intentionally buying less of it, but that does not apply to my debt in general. So <laughs> honestly, I like, I wake up and I'm like, what happened? It's like the, it's like the hangover, but with like my paychecks, <laughs> I'm like, where where did she go where have you gone honestly i was doing pretty well i was it was pretty much like i was never in in the red or anything like that but moving has set me back and that's just the way it goes especially in moving in a place like new york city where it literally costs thousands of dollars and i've had to like stagger payments and like move bills around and yeah. I'm, I'm like i'm i'm almost out of the hole i'm like this close um i have like a transferred power bill that I still need to pay. And it was just like, it was in the summer. So it was like exuberant. And so that's mm. like, that's my gum. It's like, kind of like my peripheral. It's like, psst, psst, hey, hey. <laughs> and I'm like, if I don't look at you, you're not real. So if I just keep avoiding you. Eventually you'll stop calling me. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, at this point, it's not that I like enjoy living in debt or anything like that. It's just, I mean, it's always, I love it. Mind. It's so great. <laughs> in the back of my mind you know i'm like i hate that i have to like and part of it is that i had jobs in high school but not because i had to have jobs in high school and so like i got money i did not learn how to properly handle money or budget because, so 
I have a safety net at all times and I try really hard not to use it. I, I genuinely moving was a different story. My mom helped me out a lot with that, but generally I try really hard not to ask for money, mostly because I'm embarrassed, but yeah. So I was saying to Emma, I had a conversation with somebody the other day that was asking essentially, would you at a certain point start charging your child rent to live at home? Mm -hmm. And my answer was yes. Um, and the reason isn't like I want their money. It's more so like I would probably stick most of their money in an account for them that they would eventually have access to as savings or like put it into an, like an ISA investment, um, basically like a certificate of deposit. Like it just quietly earns interest in the background, but not, like removable money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but the reason for it is because I didn't learn good money budgeting practices. And I, I think maybe it was because I left home so early, like I moved out right when I was 18. So I, I didn't have a lot of timing and training and like, this is how rent and bills work. Like, this is how you need to budget. This is how, um, this is how you make money last through the month. Um, this is how you set aside money for fun and actually keep that money for fun and don't go beyond it. And so I got into a lot of credit card debt when I was younger that thankfully is now paid off, but it wasn't like overnight I learned how to budget my money. Like it took a lot of stupid choices and a lot of like getting help from my family, a lot of getting help by you know, going through like debt counseling, things like that. So all that wrapped tip to say, for me, if my child wants to live at home and save money, love that journey for them. Once you turn 20, you pay rent. You pay rent in the amount of maybe 100 to 200 a month. You know, you're not paying like rent, like an actual <laughs> rent payment. You're still this is what I experienced. This is what yeah. you get to experience. Yeah. <laughs> this is $700. Like, <laughs> um, we'll do the exchange rate. Thanks so much. But, <laughs> but genuinely, like, this is what rent payments look like. And if you don't make your rent payments on time, you cannot sleep here. You can sleep in a tent outside. We will provide a safe space for you to sleep in, but you need to understand the ramifications of spending your money and not knowing how to cover your bills. And mm -hmm. so like, you're not going to be on the family phone plan forever. You're not going to be on. That was painful to get off of. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, no, today's the day. But, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't have a training course in this. And most education systems fail woefully in teaching you to budget and why it's important and how to do it. And without, like, depriving yourself of all fun. But I know people who live with their family who just, like, they buy groceries, but like all of their money is fun money. Like, sure. you know what I mean? Like there's, there's yeah. no, there's no saving money that's happening there apart from maybe like 200 or 300 a month. So my purpose in charging the kid rent would be to teach them how bills work and get them used to in a safe environment. What happens if you miss a deadline or what happens if you don't have money for food or what happens if, you know, you don't have electricity? Like, how how do you do that without them having to go out into the world and experience that by themselves? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I certainly 
I don't blame, well, I don't blame my mom, but I definitely, I think that I observed very specific lifestyle habits from a parent and that, um, it, it was very much so like, it was the, um, perception of no consequences. And yeah. so that's how I spent money, you know, because that's all I knew basically. And I wouldn't, I didn't, I was like, when I was younger, I get an allowance if I did chores and that was kind of like learning yeah. how to earn your money. Okay. And then, so I got jobs. I was earning my money, you know, but I did not have to pay for my car. I think I paid for gas, but that was it. And, um, but then like there's I said, just this like, fountain of money as a younger person that you feel like just won't go away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like eventually when it does, you're like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it's definitely like a, I don't, I, there's no part of me that's like, this is your fault, mom. Like, it's not like no. that. You know? Like I, I, I genuinely appreciate the lifestyle I had as a child because I mean, I think as a parent, you don't really want your child to be stressing about money before they have to, you know? Um, I will probably do things differently just because I have a firsthand experience of what happens when you don't, know how to properly handle your money not in like an earning sense that working was never the problem it was once you're getting especially as an 18 year old in the military and i have more money than i ever had before in my life like and i was in the red literally all the time all the yeah. time because i didn't have to i didn't have to pay housing i got a stipend well food was covered you know like literally mm -hmm. for the first two years i was in the military it was a free-for-all <laughs> yeah. yeah. like oh my god i would get money and then two days later i'm now i'm on my line of credit and that was just the way it was and it, it lasted like that for a long long time because in georgia it's not like it's expensive to live there i don't i don't think i really felt true financial strain until i moved to new york city just because it's like a total 180 in in how yeah the urban environment works as far as paychecks are concerned so it's a learning process and if you are like me you're not great with money you know you're not drowning maybe you are drowning that's okay you can get out but maybe you're not you're kind you're waiting it's kind of like it's up to your chin but you're like your tiptoes are scraping the bottom you're like okay i can, I can survive i can survive but you I know like water like, we're cool anymore and it's like okay trouble <laughs> so you know um just take heart and you know like we're all in this together so yeah and i think like every step is a good step i think a lot of people who talk about debt are like and then i solved all my problems and started living right and it's like well it doesn't really work like that like yeah. unless you have a benefactor who just comes in and is like shink all debt gone start again like you yeah. you have to you have to do what caddy said you have to suck the poison out and you have to do it slowly and it takes time um but that's something else that was on the buzzfeed article was like start saving money as early as you can yeah. and i am such a proponent of that and put it in a place that you don't see it because mm -hmm. the one thing that i really think is the best thing i've ever done is i i had a retirement scheme with my previous company and i just mm -hmm. left it alone and it earned more money than me just saving money quietly because you you keep and you save and then like you spend some of your savings on stuff or like on a vacation or or you know whatever yeah but you you your savings kind of ebbs and flows but you should have something that's quietly in the background that's quietly just gaining interest or mm -hmm. or even if you're invested like mine is in a, a mutual fund like making money quietly in the background so that you're not looking at it you don't have access to it but it's working for you mm -hmm. over time mm -hmm. um and everybody that i've talked to says start before you're 30 if you can 
even if it's like put a hundred dollars into a very safe fund and then just don't touch it ever like mm -hmm. you will have more money more likely than if you had like oh i'll put aside twenty dollars twenty here twenty there forty there like over time because you're not looking at it and because you don't have access to it you're less likely to mm -hmm. you know spend it or use it yeah the last one since we are a little over an hour in now i think um we'll do it's kind of we've kind of discussed it but you never really have free time anymore and hannah i know you have like an external thing <laughs> that you want to work in so after this one we'll do that but even when you're not working studying you're taking care of family and in my case that's pets the free time you have almost always needs to be used for general life maintenance yep. and i cannot stress that enough because you when you're a kid your home is just clean maybe you have to clean your room okay clean your room okay the rest of the apartment also needs it and i i try to do a deep clean groceries general, don't get themselves yeah i mean <laughs> no i truly like after this i'll call the laundry place to be like are you coming tonight or not because i have to go grocery shopping and there's a market mm -hmm. down the street that i'm gonna go to you know and um that's kind of where I, I usually get my groceries delivered but that's where i get my general like i need to survive this week food so yeah 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 um yeah i mean all the things that and another one in here was that you're appreciate when your parents are taking care of things for you that's just part of this like i don't think you realize how much is done for you until no one's there to do it for you anymore so um yeah yeah and it sucks man i'm so sick of cleaning <sighs> yeah like like I use the kitchen for I boil pasta. Why is there always so much cleaning to do? Why? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's, it's just, it's like little things. Like people start needing you to mail them stuff when you're an adult. Ugh, like I didn't mail two things today. What? But do you know what I'm saying? Like, and it doesn't just happen. And I think a lot of TV shows, like the, the adulting just kind of happens in like a montage and mm -hmm so it makes you think like oh it'll just happen and it's like no you actually have to this this is what i'm talking about with like the tasks hanging over your heads like yeah. i have to return a couple of um forms to our venue for our wedding thing and it's taken me four weeks to do it mm -hmm. and it's not because i have no free time at all but it's because if i do have free time i want to actually be relaxing i don't want to be emailing people and like trying to sort things out mm -hmm. I, I have to set aside task time to yeah. do that and I don't know, it just always feels like I know everybody's like, oh, you have 24 hours in a day, like you have so much time, you have so much more time than you think you do. And maybe you do. But I, don't. I have yet to <laughs> I have yet to work out a routine where I enjoy waking up super early, getting, mm -hmm. you know, a walk in or something like that. Yeah. And then showering and like getting my coffee by 730 and like starting my day. I have yet to do that. I know everybody like especially success coaches are like you know what millionaires uh alicia keys and uh franklin Delano roosevelt all had in common it was their morning routine they all had solid morning routines and like that's one of the things they always tell you and i get it but here's how i'll work in my separate thing when i go out mm -hmm. especially like out out you know like out to a bar out for drinks whatever in my head i'm counting the amount of time that i won't be able to be asleep <laughs> yeah because this is from uh 
a podcast from one of the Vanderpump people that you hate, but she was saying, she's like, it really changed because when I was a single person, like enjoying my life, you know, younger living early twenties, like blah, I was wanting to see where the night would go. Mm-hmm. And now in my head, if I'm not super enjoying myself, I'm just ticking off time that I'm not going to be asleep. And it's really stressful. And I like, it sounds really funny and you're like, yeah, but like, actually it's super true because I'm thinking like anytime we, so we go to our local pub every week to see our friends and we hang out. But every time that I'm bored there at like nine, I'm like, I could be relaxing before bed at 10. I could be in bed at 11. I could already be asleep. You know what I'm saying? Like it just, you, you start thinking about it differently. Like the formula of successful evening for me is like, oh, I fit in a lot before I got home early and was able to go to bed at a decent time instead of like, oh, I had such a rage night. It didn't finish till six. Woo. Like it, it swaps so much as you age. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just wild. Hmm. I am a night owl, but I prefer to be a night owl alone at home. So, yeah, I mean, bar, all my friends are still, like, in their early 20s, and they still want to go to, like, literal clubs with, like, lines. And I'm like, no. 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 And I remember I stood outside of this club, and I was already drunk. I was like, why am I here? <laughs> I'm standing there, and I'm like, I, I said out loud, I was like, I could be at home right now. I have a bottle of Pinot Grigio in my fridge. I could be at home drinking Pinot. And the girl behind me was like, yeah, I have wine at home. Why am I here? And I was like, why are we here? So I went home. I mean, I'm just saying there is like a once per quarter night where we elder millennials will creep out of our hovels and we'll go out and we saw our shadows we we had to go back in so but you know what i'm saying like we will go out and have a great time Mm -hmm. probably if i'm honest not past midnight i don't care how great of a time i'm having i'm exhausted at that point Mm -hmm. like jay-z also, could like, show up and give an impromptu concert and i'd be like amazing this is so great bye, bye. <laughs> I, I mean and i also have to consider like public safety we as women in general have to consider public safety like super do like it's midnight is pushing it and nothing I, good I'm, happens after 12. i am not comfortable women. being on the train both intoxicated yeah. night so like in no way and i'm not even usually drinking heavily so like there's a possibility that I'm taking a taxi, but usually I've coordinated a ride and I'm still thinking about this. Like, and also just the the payoff. Like you have a super great night in your 20s and you talk about it for like weeks. And that was like the highlight of your week. You have a super great night when you're, you know, late 20s, early 30s. You might talk about it the next day in hushed, reverent tones because you all have terrible hangovers, but you'll never talk about it again until like 10 years later when you're telling stories about the four times in the last six years that you've gone out. Like, it's just not, it's not, the value is not there. The return on investment is not there. Mm-hmm. And well, you're married and I don't, I don't enjoy meeting people at bars. I don't because I didn't enjoy meeting people at bars when I was single because it's not I a good know. place to meet people. <laughs> like, no, and slash, like, it's a terrible was, way to meet people. I would go out to bars with people that I was already dating, but I never have met someone and like made out. I'm sure I've done it at least once. I don't remember exactly, but I, I rarely would just make out with a stranger at a bar because I, 
there's just something about it. I don't know, you know? And there's also this uh, undertone of like, oh, we're going home together. And I'm like, no, never. I mean, I will say in my early 20s, I definitely enjoyed that idea. But the the thing is, you never think about the after. So like, I don't want to mm-hmm. go home with them. Um, I don't really want them to meet my friends. I don't want to meet their friends. So you're just doing this cool thing for like a minute and then you have all of the after effects of trying to get away from them figuring Mm -hmm. out if it's worth giving you their number figuring out if they have mouth herpes and you didn't notice it (laughs) like there's so many things that happen after that moment that as you age you're like that was not cool that was not fun that was dangerous and we're not gonna do that again (laughs) like we're not gonna do it and yeah i mean i could tell war stories emma could tell war stories but the point being it it's not it's not a fun sexy like movie plot line anymore because it doesn't turn out that way this ever is, this is not how there's a guy in 10 days where you meet matthew mcconaughey in a bar he meets you and you both have similar plots to make each other fall in love with one another like it just it, i'm sorry but like I, I was shocked also this does not happen <laughs> i was outraged i I called the board of adults and i said are you kidding me and they put me on hold and then they said no and i was like "Mm, okay i mean like what can i do what can i do so um yeah guys welcome to adulthood it sucks you're gonna love it quote unquote monica from friends i was saying to emma though i feel like most of the team is much like us millennials like I I am very interested. If you are Gen Z, I don't know. Like I don't know how <laughs> you're gonna get in contact. <laughs> no, I just I don't know how you're gonna get in contact with me because I don't have TikTok. I don't know what else you use. I don't have Snapchat. I don't know. Figure out a way to send me a signal, but just let us know that you know that signal. I think that, are here. Yeah, like a, like a Z. Like a Zoro Z. Just leave leave me one and I'll know. I'm like, oh, we have Gen Z listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello. Um, yeah, I mean, I talk I, I have I was told by a professor last week that I blend in. I think he meant appearance wise. He said I blend in quite well with my younger counterparts. And I was like, Thank you, first of all, for citing me as like six years younger than I actually am. Thank you. Because I spent all of my early twenties looking older than I was. And now that I've hit my late twenties, now I I don't know, I guess I look younger, but um It's the bangs. <laughs> It is the bangs. I think the bangs really soften my face. And I'm like, this was the secret all along. I can't believe I haven't been doing this. What? Um, so, That yeah. and the duct tape that you put behind your ears. Oh, really sure. Helps. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which I should take off really quick. I just, I'm going to peel my face off. It's a mask. But um, I have learned how to speak their language in order to survive. So slow movement, clicking noises. <laughs> There's a lot of this going on. <laughs> breezes. <laughs> yes, breezes. Um, very I gesticulate quite often. But um, no, I had a, I had a Gen Z today call me inspirational, and I was like, what? <laughs> I called the people at my work Zoomers, and they were like, "What's totally that?" Zoomers. And I'm oh like, "If you're Gen Z." Zoomer is to Gen Z what Boomer is to the generation that Boomers are. I don't know which letter they are. Because it's it's not, because we're XYZ from the 80s, you know, onward. But it wasn't like V before that. You know what I mean? Like it was something else. So Would, would it be W? No. 
No, what I'm saying is like it wasn't like a letter. T U V W. Yeah. Okay. It was something. <laughs> weird. And on this episode, Hannah learns how to say the alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> now I know my ABCs. Next time, won't you sing with me? No, I won't. <laughs> um, I'm just I'm too busy, Hannah. <laughs> Fine. Lick. Anyway, um, so, so this has been good. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll, we'll close it here. And since it's been two hours since my driver was en route, I should call the laundry folk and be like, are you actually sending somebody or can I go buy my $6 Chardonnay? Thank you <laughs> so I, much. Can I go? <laughs> Please. Um, okay. Well, you guys know where to find us. Anywhere you listen to your podcast, that would be Spotify, Google, um, Apple. What else are we on? SoundCloud. Anywhere podcasts are sold. But we're free for now. Um, so yeah, thanks guys so much for joining us in lamenting the, the adulthood woes that indeed uh, we all experience. So once again, I am Emma. I'm Hannah. Oh, that's the tea.